It's Window Nation's semi-annual sale, and it's a big deal. Right now, get 50% off all windows along with no interest for five years plus bonus savings when you schedule a consult today. If your windows leak, get foggy or hot, or you're paying high utility bills, that's a big deal. With Window Nation's semi-annual sale, you can replace your windows and save a big deal, too. Schedule a no-obligation in-home estimate now. Call 866-90-NATION or visit windownation.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This is Matt Spiegel, and I can't wait to bring you Season 2 of the PBP, Voices of Baseball. The very best play-by-play voices in the game talk about their craft. It's a job so special that even Joe Buck told us he will probably go back to it. I'm 53, basically 54. I, I think it's too early to say nevers at this point in my life. I think at some point I'll get the itch again. Incredible guests sharing great stories from your favorite teams coming this year. Find us on the Odyssey app or wherever you find podcasts. This is is the Go Birds Podcast. Hello, it is the Go Birds podcast presented by Bet Parks, the new Bet Parks casino and sportsbook app. And it is the first post game show of the 2022 season. And thank goodness it's a victory pod because, man, that could have gone multiple ways. It was a little scary there, obviously. But, um, uh, you know, PSA from the top. I love Elliot Shore Parks, loves to say that, uh, you only get 20 of these guaranteed in a year, 20 Eagles games. He includes the preseason. I don't care as much about those, but you do. You only get 20 of these a year. And, you know, everyone during the regular season, especially when matters and a win is a win. Obviously, we'll get into a lot of the complaints with the defense. Elliot and I are definitely going to discuss Jonathan Gannon. But I think ultimately, at the end of the day, they won the game. The offense looked good. Obviously, some quibbles here and there, and I'm sure we'll get into it. But on the whole, you know, 1-0 is the most important thing. But um, I'm sure a lot of people are melting down about certain things. Uh, Let's bring in the guy who is in in the stadium in Detroit right now. Uh, The one, the only, Elliot George Parks. ESP, what up, pal? Well, let me just say this. I apologize in advance for people that are audio snobs and are going to say, oh, it doesn't sound great. This is called ambiance, ladies and gentlemen. It's called setting the scene. It's called sitting in Meryl Reese's booth and giving you guys a breakdown of what happened. That's what this is called. It's very cool. I'm sitting where Meryl and Mike sat. So, look, this game was good enough where we had to do it right away. I couldn't get back to the hotel. We couldn't trust the Wi-Fi. The real ones remember that in Miami, or no, it was Cleveland. We couldn't record because of exactly. Wi-Fi. Couldn't let, couldn't, couldn't risk this. Couldn't allow it to happen. And, uh, look, James, I'll, I'll just start off the top with it. Uh, I feel way better about this team than I did coming into the game. Um, 
because I am nothing if not consistent, right? And I've been very clear pretty much throughout the entire offseason. There's one thing I need to see from this team for, for me to believe that they can be legit contenders. One thing, and that's passing the ball. And I just came up from the locker room, talked to Nick Sirianni, talked to Jason Kelsey, talked to Jordan Mailata, and they backed up what I saw, which is Jalen looked like an incredibly improved player out there today. Jalen, to me, like, I've covered a lot of Jalen's games now. I guess not a lot in the grand scheme of things, but I've covered quite a bit of his games. To me, this is off my top, top of my head, the first game they won that they shouldn't have won because he was the quarterback. And if that's not the definition of a franchise quarterback, I don't know what it is, right? Like, again, he has to prove it over time. I'm not changing off 10 wins. All Like, whatever. That's all big picture stuff. That's a Tuesday conversation. Sitting in Merrill's seat right here in Ford Field after that game, I know one thing. They don't win that game if Jalen's not the quarterback. They don't win it because, for the main part, A, he made massive plays at massive moments. Being in this stadium early on, I was texting you and saying, this feels like a loss. To me, it felt were, like this were, was a you game. Were melting down pretty early. Yes, to me, I was in the stadium. It was way louder than I expected. You had talked about this. I probably underestimated it in retrospect. But this felt like the Lions Super Bowl. Like, legit. Like, coming into the game, looking at the fans outside, being in the stadium. This felt like a game the Lions had literally spent months focusing on. And I'm sure they're devastated that they lost. They'll spin it as we almost won. Bottom line, they lost. Regardless, I thought early on that definitely impacted the game, right? And I thought the offense came out slow. Jalen started 0-5. All those things are absolutely true. But I know that there were a lot of times in this game where protection broke down and Jalen ran for a first down. Or even if he didn't get a first down. I remember late in the game, protection broke down. Jalen made two or three defenders miss and just turned it into like a three-yard game instead of making it where Sipos is punting out of his end zone. So we'll get into more specifics. But ultimately, I walk away from this game feeling way better about the team because I thought Jalen looked like a franchise quarterback out there today. Yeah, I love that. And look, I'll say from the top, like, you, you know, we've talked about this in the past and I, you know it's hard for me to overreact too much to anything I see in the first month of the season from a uh, you know cohesiveness standpoint certain parts of of the team standpoint whatever because it is kind of like the preseason they don't get the reps they used to it's not going to be as clean or as tight a product at this point in the season you know that's just just what it is in this day and age in today's football with the way most teams at least do it and we saw you know the Lions come out pretty aggressively at first, obviously. But to your point, like, they went into a hostile territory where, you know, you said, you texted me multiple times. You're like, it's like they're Super Bowl, man. This crowd is wild. This team is fired up. Like, all that stuff. And and they don't get that there. You know, they don't. They've played in, you know, so few playoff games in their lifetime. Like, so, you know, for, for Jalen and the team to go in there and, and gut out a win, especially for Jalen after that first drive, after the struggles to, to your point, like make so many big plays. And yes, a lot of them were with his legs. But what have I been saying all offseason? Like we underrate how important a part of the game that is. Like I said it so many times, there's nothing more backbreaking or crippling to the defense, to a psyche of a defense than having everyone covered on a third and 13 and then the quarterback scampers for 14. Like, it, it's like, it, it changes the momentum of things. And yeah, but, but here's where I'll... Multiple times where, today. Yeah, so here's where I'll push back. I agree with your well, point, right? Like on, I wasn't when, done. He also had some really nice throws. Like, that, that 
54-yarder, A.J. Brown, was beautiful, and he wasn't as consistent as he needs to be, but... You know, we saw that there is at least, like, I think he was improved. I think the real issue was that as great as the O-line was in the running game, they did have some leaks in the passing game today. Like, there were a lot of times where there were certain times where Hurts broke the pocket too early, but there were also times, like a fair amount of them, where he had no choice. So to me, the difference today was this. I agree with you about the back-breaking plays. We saw that with Jared Goff running for a first down late in the game, right? Like, I agree, it can be demoralizing to a defense. I thought the difference today with Jalen was that he was running because he had to. Like, early on, I, yes, and look, we talked, about, we talked about this We talked about this in point with, uh, with the offensive line. Like, I didn't think they had a great camp. And I was like, you know, give them the benefit of the doubt, not a huge deal. Like, they were good today, right? And this is definitely something we're going to have to talk about more and more. But ultimately, I thought with Jalen today, he ran because he had to. But I thought last year at points where he was running because he was leaving the pocket too early or, like, he wasn't trusting what he saw or whatever, right? And that's not good running. It's still – the yards are still the same yards. I get what you're saying, but that's not good running. What you really want to see from the quarterback is what you saw today, which is where there's protection breakdowns, when the things aren't going well, then he turns it into something. So I thought, yes, the running was absolutely huge today, and it was a huge part of his game. You're right. What you also saw, and you touched on it, was throws that I don't think he would have made last year. And, like, a few a few really stick out to me. One was the third and four play. I believe it was the second quarter. Super tight window to A.J. Brown. Like, I think it was a five-yard completion, and then A.J. ran another 11 oh, yards. Yeah, dude, like, like that really tight window. Really tight window. In fact, when I watched it live up here, I was almost like, I can't believe he threw that. What a bad throw. And, and then you watch the it again, and you're like, too, which he, you know, yeah, wasn't great yep. today, but that was a good one. Yeah, and so that's when, right, so when he first threw it, I was like, nah, I probably shouldn't have thrown that. And then I watched the replay, and I was like, nope, that was just a great quarterback making a great throw, right? Like, so I thought that was a great throw. Obviously, the big throw to A.J. Brown for 54 yards was a massive throw. It was a perfect throw. A.J. Brown talked about it after the game. He said it was like a dime that fell out of the sky. Like, he thought that, he thought that was a great throw. And really, to me, what stood out is like, I don't have his exact stats in front of me, but my guess is his completion percentage won't end up super high, probably if 60%, if that. I think there was probably only one or two throws today where I was like, that wasn't a good throw. There was a throw to Kenny Gainwell in the red zone that I thought could have been better. That one kind of hit him low. And then there was another throw he made, I can't remember the top of my head, that wasn't a great throw. But ultimately, there were there was consistent accuracy today. Like, the, the ball... the the passes were thrown where they were supposed to be, not just in terms of reading the play, but in terms of where the receivers could catch them. Like, So I just thought his accuracy today was incredibly impressive. And ultimately, there were so many third downs where he made big plays to keep drives alive. And we, you know, we've talked so much this offseason, and especially lately, about comparing this team to the 2017 Eagles, right? And like, can they be that? Can they not be that? Whatever. One thing Carson did that year was on third downs he made big plays right like those are those are money historically, plays historically yes historically yes great on third down. yes and i thought today that's what you saw out of jalen i mean look he runs it in on fourth down which it's an easy run in great play call but ultimately he did it right like horrible play I, call I just, on third by the way like that that yes like no yeah. option play where he's just running the right with bloggers like i feel like that play never ever works and it's like why wouldn't you give an option to pass like why not like Anyway, yeah. go, ahead. go ahead. No, I, I agree. So, I, like, I, I said this off the top, but I'll kind of just reiterate it with Jalen. Um, 
like the, these are the type of games where you go, man, this is why you pay a quarterback $40 million, right? Because like there are not a lot of quarterbacks, in my opinion, that win that game today against the Lions. And we're going to get into the defense, but because of the way the defense was playing and the way the offensive line was playing, like those are two things, a lot's out of the quarterback's control. But those are two things a quarterback really can't control. If he's getting good protection and what's happening when he's not on the field. And when Jalen wasn't on the field today, the, the team did not play well. We'll get into that in a little bit. But ultimately, like... If, they, if Gardner Minshew's playing this game, they don't win, right? I think if Carson is playing, they don't win. If you look at Sam Bradford, all these guys, right? Like, they don't win the game if he, if he, if they're the ones that are back there. And I thought Jalen, like, in, in the, at the end of the year when we're talking about should they pay him, should they not pay him, is he worth it? Like, we've talked so much about, like, well, what if they're good, but Jalen's not great? Like, they don't win this game without Jalen today. So if they win 11 games, 12 games, whatever, this will be one game where we can go, well, they definitely don't win that one if Jalen's not the quarterback. Yeah, it's a great point. I mean, he bailed him out time and time and time and time again, whether with throws and, and again, a lot of times with runs. And to your point, I agree with you. He tested tiny windows and small spots Way more than he has in the past. And and yes, not everything was perfect. There were some balls batted down over the middle. And, you know, that's still a question of, of how good he could be doing that stuff and all that. But I thought on the whole, I'm so with you. I thought he played such a poised game and took what was given to him consistently. And again, many times the pocket broke down immediately. And he was able to react quickly and make big time, big time plays. And, and again, that AJ throw, one of, I think, you know, the better throws of his career you know, considering the window and the spot, just putting it there. And, you know, speaking of which, and, you know, more, more uh, love for her to come. But again, I just think, especially the way the game started and just to manage the game and get enough points and continue to roll and continue to, to put things up and make the right decisions in the running game and all that. Um, but AJ, well, AJ, AJ another, real, quick, a- real quick, AJ Brown, dude, on top of that, like, I, I mean, this guy made such a massive difference to this offense today like the ability that he had to go up and get some some tough throws some tough catches obviously the stuff over the middle you know 10 for 155 and I think hurts his comfort throwing to him um you know I think that's something that that you know if you're if you want to be excited about the Eagles you should be excited about this hurts AJ Brown thing it's it feels real yeah for sure I mean look they basically swapped out Rager for A.J. Brown, as you said, and clearly we saw the difference in that today, right? Devontae, two targets, no catches, but they still had 38 points, and ultimately the passing game worked. So, I, I, you know, I look at the offense having a great day. Real quick about Jalen, and then I'll get to A.J. I just wanted to say before we moved on, like, Kelsey talked about it, my lot talked about it, but I thought today, like, not only on the field, but, like, pre-snap, it feels like the Eagles really saw a different Jalen. Like, Nick talked a lot about how he had play, he had play calls that he felt... Yeah, and I think that's kind of a, a huge part of his maturation process. Like, uh, Nick talked biggest, about how the best. The most important, yes. maybe, Elliot. You know, all that stuff we talked yes. about. Yes. Processing and all that. Yeah, Nick talked about how, like, the benefit of having him as a quarterback is when you make a bad play call, Jalen can turn it into a good play, right? And Kelsey talked about that. So it seems like Jalen really does have a much, much better, like, grasp of what's going on on the field. Not that he didn't have any idea what's going on last year, but we all remember the clip from Tampa Bay, right, of the coach going, he can't read, he can't read. Like, today he clearly did an excellent job reading the field because, again, protection broke down, but ultimately it feels like everybody from Kelsey to Nick Sirianni to Malata felt like he did a great job uh, before the snap kind of diagnosing what was happening. Now, A.J. Brown. 
I mean, the dude was unbelievable. Like, there's, I don't know what else to say. Like, you know, and it's funny in a weird way. I think it like almost doesn't process fully for me because I thought Jalen was so good that I'm like, well, AJ was just the one catching the passes. But like the the third and four pass that he caught, like that's a tight window. That's a tough catch for a receiver to make. Like you can't, you don't see the ball coming the whole way because there's two defenders there. Uh, the 54 yard catch, it was a perfect throw, but the concentration hold on to it. And let's be honest, how many times have we seen Eagles receivers drop that pass? And then over dragging the last, a guy uh, like 10 yards on top of it. Yeah. Plus yeah. that catch early on, like the first long game they had down the sideline where he just went down in striding. I think they the announcer was like, I think Hertz was surprised he was open. And he was like streaking down the sideline and kind of went down, snatched it up. I mean, he had some like really, I mean, I, I tweeted this, but it's just like we came into the season saying like, oh, he's definitely the most talented, best wide receiver we've had since T.O. And people are like, oh, Deshaun, oh, Macklin, whatever, this, that, like, like, it's not a take. Like, it's a fact. Like, A.J. Brown is absolutely the best Eagles receiver since T.O. Like, and it's, it's, I feel like it's inarguable. Yeah, I agree, 100%. Um, the, the other thing I had from A.J. was, like, so obviously the Lions knew coming in they're going to try to get A.J. the ball, right? So that's, it wasn't a secret. It wasn't like they lined up and was like, oh, my God, they have A.J. Brown. So clearly part of the game planning was let's make sure they can't get him the ball. But it was very clear that, you know, Devontae only had two targets. I don't think Quez had a single target. Pascal, I don't think, had a target. Like, Pascal had one soon, catch, a big third down. Remember? Okay, okay. Oh, wow, okay. I, for some reason, I completely forget that, I but okay. Like so like third, third and four, like a little slip route. Okay. But regardless, AJ had, you know, what, 90% of the targets of the oh, receiver yeah. position? Oh, yeah. And it's a good – look, the good thing is, and this is where Howie gets credit for building a good offense, like – when they when a defense takes AJ away, then it's going to be on Devonte and Quez to like step up and make plays, right? So this isn't a situation where well, if you take away Devonte, it's Rager, right? Like you have another player there that you can trust in. I just think the next step in like figuring out if this team can win in all types of games is when AJ's not there. Like, does Jalen look the same? You know, like can Jalen do this when he's throwing to Devonte? Can Jalen do it when you know it's Pascal out there, right? Like, like great quarterbacks can, and we haven't seen if he can or can't. So it's not a knock on him. But that'll be my only thing in terms of like it was very AJ Brown heavy, and it worked today. So they should have kept going to him. I'm just interested to see how it goes when they can't throw it to him 90% of the time. Yeah. No, and look, Goddard is going to have to be more involved. Only had a couple catches that, you know, a couple big ones where, you know, showed his yak ability. He's so good at that, as is Brown, obviously. And against smaller defenses, that's going to, you know, pay a lot of dividends. And the ability to run the ball. Like, Miles Sanders, A, scores a touchdown today, you know. Yay, Miles. Uh, one down, nine to go for Elliott's prediction. of 10 He's well on, well, he's on his way for for 17, so. Yeah, I was just about to say, on pace for more. Exactly. And. I thought the run he had, it, it was crazy to me it was only 24 yards. From here, it looked like it was oh, like 70. Was but Maybe the biggest play <laughs> in the game, like one of them. Yeah, I mean, look, momentum was not on their side at that point. And it really, to me, showed off, like, in training camp, I thought he looked stronger than he had. And I haven't seen a, a multiple replays of it, but to me, it looked like he got stuck in a pile and fought his way through. I'm sure missed tackles were involved there. But I thought that was an incredibly impressive, uh, incredibly impressive run. So you feel really good about Miles today. I mean, look, like, let's the offense as a whole. They did everything you wanted today. They scored 31 points, right, because the touchdown from Defense, Bradbury. But yeah. 30, yeah, 31 points. They threw it when they had to. They ran it when they had to. Jalen made plays when things weren't there. The only thing you walk away from feeling weird, bad about, in my opinion, is the offensive line. And, like, again, and they deserve the benefit of the doubt. But only in pass blocking. Only in pass blocking, yeah. Yeah, so... 
you know I guess we'll keep saying like, well, it's good, it's good, so it'll turn out being good, and I do believe that. Like they're too and talented cohesion, not to be. Cohesion but. matters, and they didn't work together in the preseason much. Kelsey was out the entire preseason, right? You know, I, but I agree. Look, it's something to watch, and you're that you did make that point, and I thought of you during the game when they were struggling. You were like, hey, you know, like I'm not. I, I expect them to be really good, but like. It is something we've kind of just taken for granted that they're just going to be the best O-line in football. And you were like, you never know. Like, it's possible with, you know. And I, I thought it was a fair point when you made it because we kind of have taken it for granted. But, you know, I think looking good in the run game was great. And, I, and I'm going to give them time. But I agree. It's one of those things you're like, it's it's noted. And we noted it. And Miles, I think, you know, it wasn't just that one third and third and one run he had a few like really nice like shifty in between the tackles tough runs you know for more yards than he should have got making something out of a little bit you know kind of thing so uh, I thought it was great all right let's get to it because you know you got a a WIP radio hit coming up soon and you know we got to get this pot up so people can react and obviously we're gonna uh recording it on Tuesday and we will have a you know a lot more to talk about a lot more reaction um, but you know, look, you know, when we, we spend the first, you know, 20 ish minutes of the pod being ecstatic about the win. And then, uh, we got to talk about Jonathan Gannon, Elliot, your boy. Where yeah. You at? Yeah. And Jonathan Gannon, I think, you know, most Eagles fans obviously came into this season, either already not liking him or saying, I'm going to give him a chance with all these new pieces. And, you know, obviously the, the defensive touchdown was nice. A couple spots where they blitzed on third down it worked out. How about that? Uh, but obviously on the whole, the the big concern coming out of this game, if you have one, is the defense. Your thoughts on your boy, Jonathan Gannon. I mean, look, when you were talking about the offensive line, I think you said it best, cohesion matters, right? Like, they, so I'll turn that right back on you. No, look, I'm, I'm not going to do a lot of, I'm not going to do Gannon defending today. Uh, the only thing I'll say is they had seven players that were playing meaningful snaps for the first time in a game. So, look, like, they weren't good enough. They shouldn't give up 35 points to the Lions. They shouldn't even give up 20 points to the Lions. Me and you said we thought 17 was a good outcome. They gave up twice that. Like, you know, I, I don't even think Goff made, like, great throws. I guess the touchdown that Darius Slay got beat on was a great throw. He made the run on third down. John Jay Swift's def, definitely better than I thought. Like, Dude, he's Elliot. very good. Elliot, he's a big Yeah. Like, he is he's like, very good, yeah. He's special. Like, you watch guys and you're like, a, like, I tweeted they should just give him 40 touches. Like, he's the only player I don't want to touch the ball on that team. When the, sorry, I we so we're turning our mics on and off. We're not an edit thing. I forgot that my mic was off for a split second. So let me now that the mic is back on, we can keep going. But Boom. Boom. there it is. And this is look, we're working hard to get you guys this pot as quick yeah. as possible. Well, also, um, to be fair, it's it's it, Elliot is trying to turn the uh, the the mic off for me because uh, that's what I'm saying. Right? There is super loud stuff, and it's so funny. It seems like I don't know if you agree with this, Elliot, because I can hear through my headphones what's happening there, even though it's not going into Elliot's microphone. And it seems like every time I start talking, this guy on the loudspeaker just starts going off. And it has been so hard to concentrate on what I'm saying while this is going off. So to Elliot's yes. point, like we're really trying. Like we're we're. Well, this is gonna be like no, no, no. look like. 
it's week one, right? Like, yeah. ultimately, we've had audio issues on the road, but the We're important here. thing is get you guys the content. I'm sure there are people that will say it's unlistenable, and I apologize for that. But here's what we I was could, going to we say. We couldn't risk the Wi-Fi. Elliot got we there couldn't last risk the night Wi-Fi, and was yeah. like, it's not good, man. And we were like, whatever we have to do to make it happen. Anyway, go ahead. I know. So what I was going to say was this. Last year in games where they gave up 17 points, right? I'd be like, look, bottom line is they gave up 17 points. On defense, I'm a bottom line guy, right? Like, And so I do think there's like things you can look at and go, it's week one. The tackling was bad early. That's probably a result of the fact that they didn't play a ton in the preseason. There were a lot of penalties. We saw last year the penalties were things that were corrected throughout the year as they played more. I do think the fact that like three of the four people in the secondary were new starters matters. I do think basically both linebackers are new. Like I do think all that stuff matters. Bottom line is Gannon gets an effort today. It was 35 points. That is unacceptable, right? The only like thing I'll say is, and I, you can go ahead and be mad at it to represent those people that are mad, but like honestly, man, like if the offense plays like this, most games they're going to win those 13 games that you think they're going to win like i i have faith that the defense 12, won't give 12, up 30 but like you know sorry hey, 12 right hey, but yeah 13, I'm, I'm not out on that. but i guess like i'm just i'm an offensive guy like that's what i believe carries the team so like i just can't get worked up about a game where the defense has a bad game and they were bad like they were bad i just can't reach that same level of frustration i guess as i'm sure other people are again justifiably feeling I just don't feel it because to me, I watch a game today where it looked like the Eagles have the quarterback they need. And so it's like, yeah, the defense wasn't great. They kind of let it slip in the second half for sure, but like they won. So I, I, I don't know. That's kind of where I'm at with them, just being completely honest. Well, and that's also consistent. Like you've made it very clear what you want, you know what I mean? What you're looking for. Right. And, and that's what happened. Like you wanted the Eagles to, to come out and throw the ball well in the offense to put up a lot of points. And then you'll figure out the rest. And look, I do agree. Again, I go back to, I want to reiterate this because I do think it's important. I think it's something that's changed over the last decade in the NFL and has changed particularly the last few years even more aggressively with obviously the Eagles kind of, you know, out on, on, on one extreme end of it. But, you know, I think it is completely different now with training camp, especially with the, the rules in the CBA, with the training camp and less practices and the ability to practice less and all that stuff that like, you know, whereas like we're used to teams starting the season, like, you know, really tight and ready to go. Like that doesn't happen as much anymore. It's hard for teams to like come out and, and really be like as prepared to play because again, you know, they haven't played a lot together, you know, so they just haven't the guys who are playing the meaningful games and, and it is what it is. We could debate that whole thing, but we're done with that. Thank God, at least for this year until next year, which I'm sure we'll do it again, Elliot. But I do think it, it is like hard to, yeah, I'm definitely not going to overreact too much to, especially with the defense, a ton of new guys. I'm not going to overreact too much, but like, obviously, you know, coming in as a Gannon doubter, I'm certainly not, um, you know, driven any other way. All right, I want to get to a few more things before we get out of here for your um, call. I'm going to say something quickly that I just don't even respond to. We're not talking about it. We don't have time. Dan Campbell may not be a great coach. Um, I want to keep rolling here. So um, uh, a sentence I never thought I'd say. Lions fans showed up. Shout out to them. Um, two quick things on the defense, because I, I agree, ultimately... Um, you know, pressure from the front is going to be important. They only got the one sack from Cox. and um, But I did think a couple guys who we've talked a lot about this season kind of stood out. One in particular in, in certain ways. Again, you know, I'll defer to, you know, the, the people out there who are tape experts if I'm missing 
big, big misses and plays. And again, the defense on the whole did not play great, but at least some guys I saw some life from were the two safeties. You know, is the the question that we kind of are, you know, quote unquote safeties, whatever, at least you know, one for sure. Um, yeah, I thought Epps had a great game. I thought Epps was awesome. That that tackle early on, I think, got the team going. I, I think that was like the first sign of life for the team. Had a couple really nice plays later. And CJGJ, like that dude really does play with fire. And he was in stuff and involved and making plays and tipping balls and kind of around things. Um, I was I was impressed with those guys in a night where, you know, there wasn't a ton to be impressed with on the defense. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, look, Bradbury had a great play. Yep. Um, and Kaiser Slay, was tipping it to him, too. That's fun. Yeah, yeah I thought I thought the touchdown Slay gave up. I'm not trying to make excuses here, but I kind of thought it was just, like, great throw, great catch. I thought he did have good coverage on it. Um, I don't look, th- this is I mean, like, look, that play, and not that Goff is that guy because he's definitely not, but, like, that play shows, like, why it matters to have a better offense and a better defense. Like, the, the rules just lean that way. Like, the offense is what's going to win, right? Like, so I, I just uh, – I, I, I agree that I didn't think anybody in the defense, like, actually individually had a bad play, uh, game. Like, the Bradbury missed tackle on the long swift run at the beginning was bad because um, your white had that misplay. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, outside of that, like, I think two, if you had to leave this game saying, like, okay, what are you most worried about? I think the two things, if you had to pick, would have been, like – penalties and defense like the worst thing would have been if we were sitting here and i'm looking at the scoreboard at ford uh-huh. field and it said like eagle 17 lions 13 right like that would have been the worst and but that, that's not what happened they put up 31 points i mean really 38 with the defense but like i don't even think it's really about the 38 po- the 31 points they put up it was mostly just like this is what we talked about at go birds radio on the offense on the defense side of the ball they did not pass the eye test right they passed the ba- they passed the eye test to me on the offense side of the ball. And the last thing I'll say before we wrap this up, I underestimated the Ford Field crowd. You're right. You're right. They deserve a lot of credit. And as part of that, I think that we should also say the Eagles, like, still a young team in a lot of ways. I know they have Kelsey and Graham and all that and, like, Fletcher Cox. But, like, Nick Sirianni, second-year head coach, like, Hurts, second-year quarterback as a starter. I thought it showed, like, good resolve that, look, it could have spiraled out of control there. Like, it definitely could have. Like, when it was 7 nothing, totally. I was like, totally. I was like, oh, man, like, this might get to the point. But I actually thought they, like, got the game under control. Like, no, I shouldn't say quickly because it took into the second quarter. But, like, there was a stretch there where I think they were up, like, 21-7 to or 20. Like, they had a well, fairly big and, lead. And, Elliot, what they did is they had great second drives on both sides, right? They went down seven. Yes. They had the horrible defensive drive. You know, the horrible offense drive, horrible defensive drive, or the other way around. But then they get the ball back defensively. They pressure on third down, get that stop. And then Jalen leads them field down and, and scores the rushing touchdown, like on the fourth down. Like, that that was so important to bounce back quickly, you know? And, yeah, no, I think it's a great point because, like, again, that's what else made me feel good about the offense is, like, whenever the defense was giving stuff up, the offense responded every time. And, look, it definitely is not ideal that the defense was giving up those points, clearly. But, like, you know, it was good to see that, like, and we'll talk about the Vikings next week, but I think they could give up a lot of points to the Vikings for sure, especially yeah, if they well, play the way they did today, right? Justin Jefferson is yeah, expected yeah. to uh, be very good again at football. Yeah. Yes, but I thought it was good that like every time they needed to play, Jalen made it. When the yeah. defense gave something up, Jalen made it. And like I'll end it how I started it. That's a franchise quarterback. Not saying Jalen is yet. I'm just saying. This is a game they won because of Jalen. They don't win this game with a lot of other quarterbacks. They won it because of Jalen. And, like, that's incredibly encouraging to leave Detroit feeling. Yeah, it's a great point. And, again, like, you know, this season is about, you know, potentially doing something special. Certainly about taking steps forward from a wins and as a franchise perspective. 
But after that, it's about Jalen Hurts and who is he and what is he to this franchise long term. And, you know, each game we're going to talk about it. And, and you know, I agree with you. So far, so good. After this, you know, there's still things you can, you know, talk about and question. One one thing we have mentioned yet too is, and we've mentioned it going in, but again, you know, it's almost just like it's like second nature to say, oh, yeah, protected the football. You know, no picks, no fumbles, no real issues. Had a couple, you know, sideline throws where, you know, could add an intentional grounding in one spot. But, like, in terms of, like— Really smart not, football in those right? moments, Right, that's too. what I mean. Yeah. Not, yeah, that one where he just throws the ball double-handed out of the sideline instead of losing five yards. Like, he's just a really smart football player with that type of stuff, with protecting the football, taking care of yardage, taking care of the clock. Um, I, I just think that stuff matters, especially at his age. So um, I, I'm so with you on that. Um, and obviously, we'll talk more about a, a lot of, of what happened um, through the week. I will end uh, with a couple of things I just want to make sure we said before we get out of here. Um, and again, uh, TJ Edwards, another guy I think we should chat out. I think he had a really good game. He had a mm-hmm. lot of important plays. Zach McPherson, um, fielding that onside the kick. onside kick. With yeah. the dude right in his face, a kind of unexpected onside kick in the moment. Like, that could have, like, that was like a teetering moment. And then the offense took care of it and all that. But, like, that was like a scary moment in the game. And I thought that was a really big, really big play by him. Um, and he deserved shout out. As a young guy, he wasn't really, you know, touched the football ever in a, in a game. Like, um, nice job there. Um, and last thing for me. Um, as I cycle through minutes, oh, no, two last things. One, uh, the broadcast mentioned how after the first couple drives, Sirianni, they mentioned how he gave up play calling to be able to focus on all the other aspects of the team and be you know, a better coach. Said he went to talk to the defense after that first drive, and that's why they play a little better right after, I think. So I just want to put that out there. Uh, it didn't last longer. Maybe you need to go back and talk to them again. Um, and last thing, last thing for me, last things for me. Um, I'm starting a campaign. I've talked about it a lot in the offseason, but it's a very simple campaign. And it's the Sipa sucks campaign. And I'm going to keep talking about how much this guy sucks at a spot where it's like matters again, a game of inches to cliche that matters like uh, enough, like get it. I'm going to do it until they get a new punter or he miraculously doesn't suck. He sucks. And that's all I got. Elliot want to know, buddy. Yeah, there it is. Look, I look forward to talking about this game throughout the week. Um, if you guys are listening until the end here, you guys are certified real ones. I'm sure this was a rough listen audio-wise, but I think it was still exciting pod. Post-game buddy. victory pods. Ambiance is exactly right. So, look, any t- let's, anytime you can leave the stadium feeling better about the team, I think it's a good day. So, I think this was a good game. Yeah. And again, from Merrill's booth, come on. We had a guy who called who listened from like the, the days I started podcasting and the days you started at a no-huddle reference. Um... You want to talk about about bad audio? Um, we've come a long way since then. No matter what, Elliot. Yes, you know, we're not for perfect. sure. We're here for you. That's the point. Um, all right, to Elliot's point, we'll be back this week to talk about everything, the game more, and obviously everything coming up. And um, you know, a win, one and zero. It's exciting. Uh, again, brought to you by the Bet Park Sion Sportsbook app. Check it out. Obviously, we'll tell you more about um, some deals uh, there coming up this week. So until then, uh, again. From the Merrill's booth in Detroit uh, to here in Philly, and again a win, and we uh, uh, bring in Minnesota. <laughs> and, and of course, now they're now they're done announcing whatever they were announcing. So uh, clearly, uh, this was course. Dan Campbell getting back to me, getting yeah, back at me for uh, I, trash talking him. I appreciate you for not piling on my my sliding that comment in there earlier. Anyway, it's okay. Uh, we'll talk to you guys later. He's like MJ.